A third of Pakistan is underwater. Fires rage either side of the Thames. As bad as the experts feared, Hurricane Ian has made landfall in Florida and the... 2022 has been the year of extremes. Wildfires ravaging southern Europe are forcing thousands from their homes. The deluge hitting northern New South Wales has broken records. A summer of record-breaking heat is drying up rivers across Europe. Since COP26 in Glasgow last year, the climate crisis has gone from bad to worse. There is a drought in much of the Horn of Africa. Millions of people are on the brink of starvation. An extreme weather record has been broken on every continent on the planet. That is from a short promotional video organised by the Climate Council alerting people to a webinar on November 29. The event will feature Climate Councillor and Founder of Emergency Leaders for Climate Action, ELCA, Greg Mullins, Climate Council Research Director, Dr Martin Rice, and Head of Strategic Communications, Dina Arndt, who will give a briefing on the findings of the Council's new report as well as an inside look at the group's upcoming extreme weather strategy and with the plan to change hearts and minds on climate action over summer. The Tuesday, November 29 webinar is entitled Climate Council by ELCA, Power Our Extreme Weather Work. This summer, the Climate Council and the ELCA have a plan to make more Australians connect back-to-back -back and worsening climate disasters with the burning of coal, oil and gas and accept the urgent need to scale up solutions, cut emissions, and move beyond fossil fuels. Welcome to this latest episode of Climate Conversations. I am your host, Robert McLean. Climate Conversations is assembled here in Shepparton, in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's hear the rest of that promotional video voiceover and don't forget the webinar. Climate Council by ELCA, Power Our Extreme Weather Work, is on November 29 and you'll find a link for that in the show notes. Families and communities are suffering the consequences of decades of climate inaction here in Australia and around the world. And for countries like Australia, the worst could still be to come with predictions of floods and cyclones along the east coast this summer. We know that when the rains stop and the vegetation dries out, we'll be set for yet another fire disaster. And for many communities in the Pacific, rising seas and monster storms are an existential threat. We are on a collision course for the future that raises many Pacific communities and where extreme floods, droughts, famine, storms and erratic weather are the new norm for every nation. The stakes have never been higher and the time for empty words is over. Nearly half of humanity is living in the danger zone now. Many ecosystems are at the point of no return now. Unchecked carbon pollution is forcing the world's most vulnerable on a frog march to destruction now. The facts are undeniable. Even if all the world's countries meet their current 2030 emissions reduction targets, we'll still overshoot global warming limits. That's a sobering thought. This spells disaster for our planet. And as we've already seen, those countries and communities who've contributed the least to the climate crisis are paying the most. 
Families have been displaced across Pakistan, but the people that have been worst affected are the poor, people who had very little to begin with. We are facing a catastrophe that is simply colossal. It is very clear that this is climate related. Wealthy nations have a responsibility to help other nations to prepare for, adapt to, and protect themselves from accelerating climate disasters. Countries must go well beyond what they've currently committed to and act faster during this make or break decade to ensure a survivable future. We need to put our money where our mouths are and take meaningful action, move beyond fossil fuels and invest in resilient communities here in Australia and in our region. So our message to global leaders is simple. Show leadership because what you do today matters. The world is watching. We have no more time to waste. And from The Guardian we learn, over 20,000 died in Western Europe's summer heatwaves, figures show. Readers here, more than 20,000 people died across Western Europe in this summer's heatwaves, in temperatures that would have been virtually impossible without climate breakdown, figures show. Analysis of excess deaths, the difference between the number of deaths that happened and those expected based on historical trends, reveals the threats posed by climate change-induced global heating, scientists said. During the summer heat waves, temperatures exceeded 40 degrees Celsius, that's 104 degrees Fahrenheit, in London. Areas in southwest France reached 42 degrees Celsius, and Seville and Cordobia in Spain set records of 44 degrees Celsius. Analysis from the World Weather Attribution Group of Scientists found that such high temperatures would have been virtually impossible without the climate crisis. In England and Wales, 3,271 excess deaths were recorded between 1 June and 7 September, according to the Office for National Statistics, 6.2% higher than the five-year average. And moving on, I urge you to check out the Micro Mobility Podcast. You'll find a link for that podcast in the show notes. And from the New Daily, hot and dry in the west, while summer rain in the east puts a dampener on Christmas. The story begins. Any hopes for a break from the relentless rain in East Australia have been dashed after the Weather Bureau officially predicted a wet summer with above average rainfall and a risk of further flooding. The news, which increases the likelihood of Christmas indoors, came in the Bureau of Meteorology's official outlook for summer released on Thursday, which also predicted large areas of Western Australia are likely to be drier than usual. New South Wales, Victoria and parts of Queensland and southeastern Western Australia are in for a chilly start to summer, with below-average daytime temperatures forecast. And from Axios we learn, Report, Climate Extremes Hitting Australia, More Intense Weather to Come. The story begins. Global warming is leading to more extreme weather in Australia, like the ongoing flooding in the southeast. And these extremes are happening at an increased pace across the country, per a new climate report. Threat level. Australia is facing more extreme heat events, intense heavy rainfall, longer fire seasons and sea level rise, according to the biennial state of the report by the CSIRO and the Bureau of Meteorology, published on Wednesday. Of note. The report highlights global warming's role in the catastrophic floods that have hit multiple regions of Australia this year, including in the southeast, where deadly floodwaters continue to threaten communities. 
And this time we hear from the conversation. Stripping carbon from the atmosphere might be needed to avoid dangerous warming, but it remains a deeply uncertain prospect. It says, Australia's State of the Climate Report offers grim reading. As if the recent floods weren't bad enough, the report warns of worsening fire seasons, more drought years, and when rain comes, more intense downpours. It begs the question, is it too late to avoid dangerous warming? At the COP27 Climate Summit in Egypt, some states began to question whether targets to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees this century should be dropped. The commitment was ultimately retained, but it remains unlikely we'll meet it. This means attention is turning to other options for climate action, including large-scale carbon removal. Links for all those stories can be found in the show notes. But we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. And so until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And as I said before, take care. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.